podcast land lovers. This here be the Once Upon a Time fan podcast. This be an unofficial podcast dedicated to the hit ABC TV show, Once Upon a Time. Now this here be the main show episode where we give our further thoughts of the amazing Once Upon a Time episode we watched last Sunday. Now, if you called in or emailed in, you might be hearing your thoughts in the podcast. So keep a ruddy eye out for it. And now, let's take a closer look at all the Once Upon a Time treasure we found. Here is Captain and First Mate of the Once Upon a Time podcast. And now, Captain, permission to come aboard? Permission granted. Come aboard. All the new listeners. Hello there. Welcome to the Once Upon a Time fan podcast. We are on a pirate ship, but we're good pirates. Of course. We do good things. We do walk people off the plank, but only if they deserve it. And there's only very few. Mm-hmm. This is Saturday, and it's April 12th, 2014. Mm-hmm. And this is the main show we're going to be discussing. It's not easy being green. Mm-hmm. This is podcast episode 216. Mm-hmm. You can get to the show notes at onceuponatimepodcast.com slash 216. Mm-hmm. Made it through that. Couldn't couldn't believe it. Anyhow, we have a number of really cool things to cover. And uh, first thing is I want to cover some news. Okay. So we will do news. Aye, it's time for some Once Upon a Time news. This is big. This is really big. Like elephant big? No, this big. Well, maybe well, not. that is big. Maybe not that big. But I am going to WonderCon. <laughs> yes, you are. That is, that's big news. It is. And the thing is, is I knew way back in the day, I had a feeling I should buy tickets. And so yes. I did buy my ticket. Yes. You did not. No, I did there not. There was a lot of things going on. Yes. But yes. I am going because I had a feeling that they would announce that Once Upon a Time would be there. Yep. And oh boy, are they going to be there. Yes, they are. So I'm going to try to get something that's called, it rhymes with crest crass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try and get one of those. Yes. If I get one of those, this this podcast may get really interesting. Yes. Because Josh is going to be there. Our good friend from Steveston that we took a picture with. Yes. You know, Josh Dallas. Yeah, that guy. Charming. Yeah. You know. Very and, charming. Uh, he is Rebecca. Very charming, Rebecca Mander. Mm-hmm. She will be there. That's Adam awesome. and Eddie will be there. Uh-huh. And they said special guest to be announced. Ooh. So we could have Lana. We might have Jennifer Goodwin. We might have Jennifer Morrison. You never know. Robert Carlyle. We could have Robert Carlyle. Oh, my goodness. You know? So, 
I am a very sad panda right you now. You shouldn't. You shouldn't have waited. Well, again, life kind of got in the way. I know. I know. And I know. There but were extenuating circumstances that. Here's the sad thing, and 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 something just to know, <clears throat> if if you are within this area of WonderCon or live close or something or even have an inkling of going, you should have got tickets early. Because yeah, just, just just the way the planets were kind of lining up, no Paley Fest. When Paley Fest wasn't announced, I said WonderCon. That's the only yeah. thing. Yeah. Look, maybe Comic-Con, maybe whatever. But I just had a feeling. And so, because if you waited until they announced it and yeah. you waited like a day or two, Saturday was completely sold yeah. out. That's another thing, is last time they were on Sunday, I don't recall that, but the anyway. session was on Sunday, Probably, and then yeah. they showed an episode a couple of hours early. Right. That because it was right. going to show that day. This time, it's going to be a whole day early. Oh, but are they going to show the episode? I yes, wonder. they are. Oh, yep. dude. Yep. So uh, you know, we can probably look ahead and figure out which one it is, but that's that's the norm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And well, it's going to be the one showing next Sunday. Yeah. Yep. It's next week's episode. Correct. Because it's next week. The right. WonderCon is next week. And or next, next weekend. Okay, so tomorrow's episode, because we're recording on the 12th of April, mm-hmm. tomorrow's episode is the Jolly Roger. Right. The episode after that is Bleeding Through. Ooh. So, <sighs> anyhow, but uh, I will be going. If you are going, we know at least one of the listeners, uh, Marilyn's going. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to WonderCon, yeah. you got to keep up with the Twitter. If you're not following us on Twitter, we're very sad. You should be following us on Twitter. Mm-hmm. So give us a tweet. You know, we'll at least meet up, shake hands, say, hey, you I may will, be. Unless I can get in through the press pass. Oh, I don't know. Well, we, we might want to think a happy thought. Pretty much. <laughs> About that. <laughs> Pretty much. Because, I don't know. So anyway, I, I will probably be, ha- I'll have some buttons. And uh, we'll we'll see where it goes. But I will be there all days. And that's going to be a fun time. So look us up. Keep us on the Twitter. And think a happy thought about the press pass. Because if I can get an interview, that'll be something else. Yeah, that'd be awesome. All right. Let's move ahead to our next segment. And here we go. Well, let's let's do this. Let's do this. Uh, now this here be views from the deck. Take it away, Coppin and first mate. I had a little teeny thing. Okay. Just the Star Wars connection was Zelina's and actually the Wizard of Oz mm-hmm. specifically revealing that there was a sister reminded me of Vader. Oh, yeah. With Luke. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he said the sister and the, the whole revelation of that. Right. And the repercussions. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's all. Yep. Little teeny, teeny thing. And we'll move on to this. This here be the social media squawks. And that includes comments on the blog as well. Just saying. We are on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And we are on Facebook.com slash OUAT podcast. We're also on Twitter at, at OUAT podcast. 
And we also have our blog at onceuponatimepodcast.com. Not a lot of squawks, but I wanted to read one. Okay. And then we'll move on to the emails. Okay. This is from Aaron. Hi, Aaron. Thanks Hello. for posting. I'm glad that this is on our Facebook page. I'm glad that you were wrong about Rumpel being the Wizard of Oz. I'm not sure how I feel about Walsh being the Wizard of Oz and if he can be redeemed. It's a good point. Mm -hmm. I think so, though. Yeah. Yeah. I think everyone has an opportunity to be redeemed. Right. Well, and I, I kind of was thinking that Rumpel being the Wizard would have been a really huge twist on the story because... The wizard didn't have any magic, and Rumpel has the most magic. True, so true. when you think about it, it wouldn't have made sense. It would have been a completely just like 180 from the from the at least following the story. So Walsh being the wizard actually makes a lot of sense. And that's why he was so good at conning uh, Emma into thinking he was, you know, right. a guy. Mm -hmm. So I think that's real interesting um, that they chose him to be the wizard. The thing I was going for is Crazy Rumple. in reality, would have been the Wizard of Oz. And that's what I kept thinking about, is that he was showing himself as somebody who was crazy and right. heard all these voices. But right. re in reality, he would have been behind the whole thing. And But I was wrong. That's cool. So, yeah, yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> a lot of the fun of this show is just... The, the the fun of guessing the and speculation yeah. and sometimes we're right and sometimes we're wrong yeah yeah so that is that yes actually before we get into like mails and stuff okay there was one thing that i i had seen uh posted a few places and i want to say on facebook stuff not necessarily our page but mm -hmm. other people right. that i am friends with people hate zelina Really? I, yeah, just hate Zelina. That's interesting. Uh, and I'm, uh, it's funny. So I absolutely could not stand Tamara. Could not stand right, her right. from the minute I saw her. Mm -hmm. I knew she was trouble. I did not like her, didn't want to have anything to do with her. I wanted her killed off pretty darn quickly. Wow. Okay. Exactly. All yeah, right. I did not like that character at all. But okay. Zelina, <clears throat> excuse me. I don't know if I like her, but I actually am fascinated by her. I'm very curious to see what she's going to do. She's not nearly as annoying to me as Tamara was. So I think it's very funny that a lot of people are just like, kill her off. She needs to die. And and I don't even actually feel that way. I'm thinking, yeah, I know she's going to eventually, very likely, but mm, I don't feel strongly like I it, hate her. It is. It, it's very interesting. We all know. You know, and once I say this, people are going to say, no, it's not true, but it is true. <clears throat> the majority of the people that we tell mm -hmm. that we podcast about once upon a time, mm -hmm. they go, I love the show. And then we ask a question, what drew you to it? The, the hands down answer is Regina. Almost, yeah. almost across the board. <clears throat> so Regina has the largest fan base. Yeah. I would say period. Right. Okay, but then the Charmers and others and Rumbell and all that are going to disagree. But in my experience, yeah. talking to people, and so whenever someone comes to challenge Regina, they are going to come out guns blazing. Absolutely. We don't like her. We want her gone, whatever. And But I say on the opposite side yeah. is that Regina needs that. To become a hero, a stronger character, right. you need opposition in life and everything else. And so that's that's what I 
in in the full scope of things, Zelina is not a bad thing for Regina. No, I, I agree. I think, and and we've seen this kind of evolution of Regina, where she's learning things about herself. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about some very interesting points. We had some really cool emails, which really sparked a lot of things. And but anyway, I don't think Zelina is a bad thing at all. I think no, no, no. It's a, I think she's a good thing for the story. For the storyline, so, she's an evil yeah. character, and I know True. she says she's yes. wicked. She loves being, you know, she loves correcting and saying no, she's wicked, which right. I think is hilarious. And that's kind of a little annoying. I'm like, really, just get over it. You're a bad person right now. You know, you're behaving very badly, and maybe there's some good in you somewhere because we saw that there was. But um, but her jealousy got the better of her, and that's a that's a real interesting uh, thing. And and again, I I don't hate her like I did Tamara, but she still she still needs to go. Okay. And we need and but I know that that's going to eventually happen, or something's going to happen, and maybe they'll turn her around. Maybe she'll end up seeing you know and being good, and then she can join forces with them, and then defeat whatever's going to come next. Because you know there's always something right. bad around the corner. You get rid of one bad, and another one comes along. And so we've talked <clears throat> we talked about this before, especially in season one. Is that <clears throat> the the thing about a bad character or an evil character, whatever, is. If they're just evil to be evil, that's one thing. Right. But the first question I ask is, why are they evil? Right. Right. Why are they behaving? This where way? Where did this come from? And I think the more we learn about Zelina, the more we kind of connect with her. In that, we can understand mm-hmm. where she's coming from. Right. Regina as well. Rumple as well. We we've heard all these stories. Mm-hmm. So, I think uh, anyway. I, I yeah. agree. But. Yeah, totally. No, I'm just, I just yeah. wanted to bring that up because that just struck me as, it's funny because when somebody started mentioning it, I thought, gosh, you know, I didn't have that strong a reaction like I did with Tamara. First time I saw Tamara on the screen, I'm like, I do not like this girl. I want her gone. Yeah, I, I normally don't don't mention this, but, but I'm just going to say this. The, the whole folks on Twitter kind of attacking... Adam and all that, I have removed people because I followed a lot of people Mm -hmm. and I'm removing them and I'm finding I'm happier Mm -hmm. because it really just irked me. Adam's a much better person than me Mm -hmm. uh, and I I respect him so much because I know he cares about the folks that watch whether they love the show or not. He he he's he's a straight up cool guy to mm-hmm. me, and yeah. I. But it just really irks me, just the attitude of people. I'll let that drop. But I just wanted to, say, and so that's why I don't notice people really hating Zelina because normally yeah. it's. I, I follow a lot of people that really love the show and and all that, and they are embracing Zelina because Zelina's new, right? And, and part of the cast right. and all that. So, all right. Thanks for that. Mm-hmm. Hi, Captain. I see some email coming our way. All right. We do have some really cool emails. The first one is from Brad. Thanks, mm-hmm. Brad, so much for your email. Uh, here are some things I learned from It's Not Easy Being Green. Number one, Geppetto has some major clock tower repair on his hands, and that's true. <laughs> yeah, he does. He definitely cannot take it into his garage and do that. Nope. He's going to have to nope. actually drive over there. 
And I maybe but, Pinocchio can hand him a wrench here and there. I don't know. Probably. It's more glass work, though, at this point. The, yeah. clock, tower, the clock itself is probably not broken. but Right. At one point, I tried to find the glass shop in Steveston. I wanted to interview the person that made the uh, little unicorns. But oh, I, yeah. never, I, I started to go on that path, and I couldn't find the yeah. person. So. Yeah. The glass, that's what I... Well, we don't even know that. if it was like handmade specifically or if they just right. found a bunch of unicorn, yep, glass yep. unicorns, which you actually, if you go to a lot of like mm. fairs and things like that and uh, artsy, craftsy, villagey type places, you're going to find glass blowers and you're going to find unicorns like crazy. Yeah, I just know the production group is really committed to finding local talent. Yes, absolutely. And absolutely. That's, no, I, that's I, another reason. I'm not I saying really they didn't. I'm just saying you know, it's a possibility that mm-hmm. there wasn't for this particular instance. So, All right. Uh, Zelina may have silver slippers, but Regina has a ruby red gloves. That is true. Yeah. They, yep. they didn't trademark the gloves. No. So we can use that. And... It was uh, another podcast I was listening to. I can't remember which, but was mentioning that Regina was wearing black a black coat, red gloves, red lipstick, and red prominently in her scarf. scarf. Yep. So. Yep. It's true. Yes, indeed. And number three, Doc needs to stop parking his Miata in the street. That's <laughs> he needs to take the bus or something because that poor guy. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, hi Doc. How are you? Hello. All right, number four, never bet Emma in a game of darts. And we also have a mention of this coming up in an email from Mai about how she's really gotten a lot better. Mm-hmm. And probably Graham, maybe she got some tips from Graham. Yeah, maybe. We'll just leave it at that. We'll move on. Number five, Kermit the Frog still has a chance. <laughs> well, possibly. Don't think so. Not All quite right. so much. Okay, that would just be a really weird, creepy twist. Number six: The Wicked Witch of the Wild West is a version of Oz. I definitely want someone to make. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be pretty fun. Be very interesting. The Lone Ooh. Ranger meets Wizard yeah. of Oz. A spittoon and the you know piano player. I don't uh-huh. know. Just pretty, pretty wild. Flying monkeys tending bar. I would I would have to have the cast from Tombstone be a part of that somehow oh, somewhere. Yeah, can you imagine that? Oh boy, love Tombstone. <laughs> okay, movie. number seven. Some con- some conversations aren't meant for the doorway. Yep, got to get out of that doorway. Yeah, well, yeah. Especially in an earthquake. Well, you can stay there if it's an earthquake. Number eight. A sleeping curse while you're pregnant is never good for the baby. I love that little <laughs> comment that. That yeah. uh, snow made. Yeah. yeah. Sleepy curse is sure really she, not good for the baby. Sure you, are you sure Cora didn't booby trap this? Because a sleeping curse would not be good yeah. for the baby. Yeah. <laughs> I, and oh, and I, do, I do love the, I do love the idea. Because we didn't get a lot of this with Ella. But I love this, this thread of reality mm-hmm. through this crazy fairy tale twisty show. Yeah. A woman is pregnant. Yeah. And we do get kind of visited with these little points along the way. The the concern about the cradle cap, the cradle cap, and mm-hmm. the all these things. Now it's a sleeping curse, and it's for the baby. You be careful. I don't know. I don't want the baby to get, you know, weird. So yeah, uh, it's just it's nice. It's yeah. a it, it's a solid reality, especially for moms. You know, 
watch it and go, yeah, that would be. Mm-hmm. So. It would be. Number nine, Hook's bringing the sextant back. And he's, <laughs> I'm bringing the sextant back. Yeah. Yes. I don't have that sound ready to not go. Like, sorry. Not like it wasn't already there for him anyway. Oh, I know. Just saying. Yep. You know, he's never without the sextant. I can bring my GPS and back. Okay. Number 10, someone's going to have to start directing traffic on Main Street pronto. That was another thing I wanted to uh, I wanted to talk about is definitely it was a return of the Jedi moment where uh, I think Zelina threw the uh, hanging signal at Regina and Regina kind of... I thought it was the other way around. Okay, either way. Regina tried to drop it on her. Okay. And then she threw it away. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it and it fell right around where where Johanna fell. Unfortunately, kind of, yeah. right there. Kind of in that same location. But yeah, no, but yeah. uh what was interesting about that was actually what that reminded me of was uh not Return of the Jedi. It reminded me of what was the Oh, is Empire. No, not Empire. Okay. It's one of the first three. It was the second one, I'm pretty sure. Second or third. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was, I believe it was Attack of the Clones with yeah. Yoda. Yeah, Yoda yeah. and Dooku. Right, when he was ripping the thing totally. off the ceiling yeah. and he was, yeah. You're right. You're That's right. what it reminded me of. I have corrupted my wife with Star Wars. <laughs> yes. Yes. We can stop this podcast right. now. I'm, I'm so, so happy. I, I'm so corrupted I couldn't remember the name of the ding dang movie. Of course it was one of the top three the first three, so I know a lot of really, you know, hardcore Star Wars fans don't really care much about the first three movies. Oh, now we're gonna get emails now. Yes we do. Like, no, we don't. <laughs> Real true Star we're Wars old. fans. No, hardcore, we're, we're old. hardcore older Star Wars fans? No, not mm-hmm. so much. I liked the first three movies. I didn't have a problem with them. But then I was not a hardcore Star Wars fan before I met you. I'll pray for you. All right. All right. So here we go. Uh, Here are some quick theories, observations, and burning questions. I need a burning questions theme for Brad. Theories. Lots of people are theorizing that Rumpel may be Zelina's father. But what if it's Walsh? We know he was originally from Kansas. Could he have come through the same cyclone Zelina did? A la... August and Emma hmm. come through the same. Mm. Yeah. Mm. He would have been much young. He would have been a young. I'm sorry. Let me try it again. He would have been a much younger man at the time. And maybe he wanted to give the baby her best chance by letting another family take care of her. He seemed to know a lot about Cora. Was this from memory or magic? Hmm. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I mean, the fact that he has the ability to see kind of, you know, the past, so to speak, mm-hmm. and show her things through whatever he got that. He got it clearly from, well, it sounds like Cora. We don't know. He did, did he? Did, I don't think he said he got it from Cora. Right. He just collected yes, things. Yes, yes. And so who did he encounter when he got to Oz? Because you're right, he had to have come through. Did he come through the same portal like you said did it come through the same cyclone that zelina did mm-hmm. only in a different area did was he he wasn't a baby at the time because he's roughly right. her age maybe and, a little bit older but he's not a lot older so he could have been a little boy you know what i mean and, and or he maybe, could have been a teenager or whatever that's all i'm saying is i don't know how much older he is than she is and if if he is the same age he was when he dropped he stopped aging at some point. Well, do you but, know what I mean? But that, what there's, if there's a whole because he's not that old, right? But what if he hijacked on a cyclone previously, 
with either Cora or something or someone else. Oh, maybe. You know, so if if Walsh knew her, yeah, and knew her plan, yeah, then maybe he kind of was in that area and went along. I don't know. Mm, so maybe the, it's it, an interesting theory, right? And and it would explain the time issue, possibly. So. I mean, we did talk about the fact that it, her father might be the wizard, but again, right. you know, her real father, I don't know. I, I just, I think it's interesting. I still, I still go with Rumpel being her dad only because her real father, because Cora and Rumpel had the relationship. They were going to run away and get married and have kids. I, I just, I don't know the aversion that her father had to magic. There must be something to that. And that her mother was drawn to it, right? So right. There, there's there's something to that. It right. hasn't. But that's not her real father. But true. But, but yeah. again, I, I know I totally agree with you. There's some reason he is terrified of the magic, right? So I would think that. I mean, most people, you have somebody who has magical abilities. You kind of want to exploit that, especially with a little kid. Sure. Hey, whip me up a beer. Whip me up at this. You know, I mean, conjure it up. You encourage that, especially right. if you're, you know. <clears throat> if you know you can get away with it. Zelina said that after her second chance, Regina will have never been born. If she takes Regina's place, which is a very popular theory that's being bantied about yeah. now, that Zelina needs... Okay, so if she takes Regina's place, does Zelina then need Snow's baby to take hers? There may not even be anything special about Charming's baby since Aurora and Philip were worried about their baby as well. That ties it all together. Look, the concern about the baby. Okay. Because she may have said, maybe she told them her plan. <clears throat> told who her that plan? She wants a baby, and maybe that's why. Because she wants to switch it, cast a curse where it's her instead of the baby. And. I'm not following you. Well. I'm very confused. Okay. For once, I'm confused. Well, but <laughs> I, I mean, so the curse could be that instead of Charming's baby, it's Zelina that's going to be born through snow. Oh, I see what or you're saying there. it could be her instead of Regina being born at that time or something like that. Well, ultimately, she's saying if Regina is never born, right? How could that be possible? How without... is that possible? Yeah. Okay, so she has to go back. She has to. What she'd have to figure out is who her real father is. Mm-hmm. That's going to be key. She's going to have to figure out who her real father is. Yeah. Okay. To make sure that so, he and Cora stay together. Mm-hmm. And that, that's what the second point is. Is is okay. the curse is a switcheroo. And he right. mentioned the curse that she's talking about Snow's wanting baby. to the curse she wants to, you know, put together to 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 do this is to get rid of Regina completely right. forever. Right. So Regina is no more and never existed. Secondly, it would be to uh, make sure that her mother and father stay together so that she can be the one that ends up delivering the curse, Rumple's curse, which is hilarious because if that's the case, why would she need to do that? Mm-hmm. Does she not get? I mean, obviously she doesn't get this. She hasn't thought this through all the way. No, she's no. just she's just running off a blind jealousy. And the reason I'm saying that is because okay, the whole point of the curse was Regina getting back at um, this charming, charming's, right. 
which was the impetus behind it. Mm-hmm. But really, it was to get Bay back. <laughs> Excuse me. So why doesn't she just go back to the point where, you know, why doesn't she just turn things back if she can turn time back or whatever? Why doesn't she just turn time back to get, you know, where Bay doesn't go into the into the vortex to begin with? I I don't know. She obviously so doesn't she doesn't question. understand the reason behind the curse. So I think there's something here to what he's saying, but I mean the the specifics yeah, of it, it and very, how it gets very convoluted. Right. So and and even if she does switch places with Snow's baby, Regina will still have been born. So I don't think so she's going to maybe switch places with it's farther baby. back. I, I I don't know. So anyway, she's not going to be point. the savior. She doesn't want to be the savior, and she doesn't want to be the new baby. What she wants is she wants to be the one to enact the curse, which would would which would mean that Emma would still have to be the one to save everyone. My brain is bent. I I'm know, going to move I know, on. I don't I know. know. It's very convoluted. Regina's line about Cora having a love child with a scarecrow could have been referenced by the show writers that Rumpelstiltskin is Alina's father. It could also just be a clever red herring to throw us off the trail. I think so. Yeah. I think it's red herring. Like the lollipop guild is guarding her. Yeah. You know. Right, same but kind I of funny still thing. think I still think Rumple is her father. Again, too many things in in the in the past episodes from last season to point to he is her father. Okay. Observation. And when she figures it out, how what, how will that make her feel knowing that she ended up actually killing her brother? Yeah. Yeah. True. And then that makes her auntie Zelina. Right. To Henry. That that's a crazy. Crazy family tree. tree. Crazy family tree. Beyond crazy. Observations. Blue has been absent since the New York Serenade episode, but she did attend the funeral for Neil. You did see her name, and he gave us a uh, a screenshot of that. So uh, she was there. She she can be seen standing to the right of the group while the camera is looking up from the casket. Mm -hmm. So that's another one of those characters like. Red, yeah, yeah, that they kind of put in. Okay, blue didn't say anything, right? That's funny, blue, red, kind of funny, <laughs> but but she was there, she was there. So, uh, I love Robin Hood, but did anyone else think the scene of him peeking through the tree was kind of creepy? <clears throat> now, this brings up a twilight issue that I have, and I'm glad you're here, okay, to discuss it, yes. Just think about this for a minute, and we'll tie it back into one, so just hold on, everybody. Just hang in there. A weird ki- kid yeah. is outside of your second floor window yep. watching you, yep. climbing in, Yeah, kind of weird. But if he's this mysterious, good-looking boy that you kind of have a crush on, it's fine. It's perfectly fine. <laughs> See? It's weird. You're right? referring to Edward yes. going into Bella's room right. when she sleeps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, all the things that are creepy, if the if the lady or person doesn't like the other person, right. is is true. Yeah. But if they like the other person, it's like, no, it's not creepy at all. No, I think it's kind it's of cute. It's romantic. It's romantic. Right. So, I mean, we, we have kind of, we've seen this whole Robin, Regina thing set up. And so it's not really creepy because we know where it's either going. We feel that it's going a certain way. And it is, you know, like high school where it's like you're at a 
beach party and somebody kind of walks away and then the 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 guy or the person that likes the other person's like following behind mm-hmm. like, what are you doing here like, no, i wanted to walk too no you didn't you <laughs> you know so anyhow regina and zelina fighting is exactly what i wished would have happened with cora usually regina's snappy insults are directed towards the heroes on the show so it was great to finally have her on the same side as the heroes, yep. laying the smack down on Zelina. Now that we know Walsh is the wizard, your question, will Emma be Walsh's savior too, is a very good possibility, Jeff. Well, yeah. I'm right every now and then. So that's a and, good possibility. And knowing that so. she could save him, what's that going to do to her and Hook? Now that mm-hmm. Neil's out of the picture, unfortunately, that, that leaves her, you know, makes it very obvious, you know, that she and Hook will hook up. Pardon, right. pardon the pun. Right. However, if she does manage to somehow redeem Walsh and, re, you know, save him because she's the savior, what's that going to do to her and Walsh? That's actually a good point because all the time she ever talked about him, it's like, I was in love. I, I, right. I she really considered marrying real, him. Yeah, she really I, felt those feelings for him. Henry was happy with him. I yep. mean, Henry even mentioned that a couple of yeah, times. Yeah, exactly. So, so there could be trouble with Captain Swan. Just saying. Just as we're discussing this, so that's all I'm saying right. is, you know, hey, she could save him, sure, but then that's going to throw a nice little monkey wrench, pardon the pun again, the, the, <laughs> into the, right? Her and Hooks hookup. The, the nice that is a thing. fantastic, fantastic statement right there, and okay. it's it's only funny to oncers, right? Her and Walsh getting together it would her saving Walsh would throw a monkey wrench into her and Hook hooking up, or. <laughs> Or fans of the Foo Fighters. Okay. Now, if... I did I mean, not get that reference, but anyway, go ahead. Foo Fighters fans will. All okay. right. That is, that is a song called Monkey Wrench. Okay, great. All right. All right. So here's another thing, too, is that if... So Zelina would actually be the Wizard of Oz for the Wizard of Oz in saving him. That would be one of those things where... You right? mean not Zelina. Zelina wouldn't be the Wizard of Oz. Yes. The Wizard of Oz. Yes. Because what? she would... Oh, I'm, you're talking about Emma? Emma. Yeah, okay. If All Emma right, right, saves right. him... That's what I meant. Then she becomes... The wizard know, to the Wizard of Oz. In sort that of. she... It's a stretch. ...grants yeah. him... Okay. It's not Bur- quite the same. Burning... Well, we'll move on then. Burning questions. Did Zelina take over the Emerald City after she transformed Walsh? Wouldn't be surprised if she did and pretty much terrorize it. Because there was no more Wizard of Oz. Correct. Flying Monkey of Oz. I don't know. Which they probably didn't realize that was the case. <laughs> you go up to the you go up to the curtain and rah, rah. Like, I don't understand you. Rah, rah, rah. All right. <clears throat> we learned that Walsh is being forced to serve Zelina. Could he actually have been in love with Emma? This could complicate matters down the line if it's true. I felt that from the beginning, but maybe I mean, we really have not seen that. We, but he's under, yeah, maybe he really did love her and he's under Zelina's control, like Brad just said. Now it's another triangle. Exactly. <laughs> oh, 
I, I, dude, we barely survived dude, the last one. I know. I don't I know. I know. But that's what I'm saying. No, no, no. But see, that's the point. That's what they do all the freaking time. I know. Just. This 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 is the this is the point of the show. If there's something yeah. bad not going on, if it's all good, the show becomes boring, okay. right? Right? If it's all good all the time, yeah. All right. You drama. have to have something. You have yeah, to have drama. the drama. They should have Facebook and Storybrooke. They would have a lot of drama. Oh, we'll dude. just leave it at that. I will move forward. This is an email from Mai. Thank you so much for the email, Mai. Mm-hmm. She's talking about the funeral. And it started with Hook throwing the dirt because he was the one that knew Neil best from the people there and ending with Emma, who is finally closing that chapter of her life. Yes. Mm -hmm. Very. Mm -hmm. Even Regina threw dirt, which I thought was really very interesting and very cool and very respectful. Mm -hmm. So Well, charming, too. And I I think everybody had a. But I was mostly Mm -hmm. very proud of Regina for actually being respectful and. Doing that, you know, again, she's come a really long way since season one. Because season one, she wouldn't have, she wouldn't, have, she would have thrown all the dirt on him while he was still alive and buried him alive. I, I don't want to go into it, but there are very strong feelings about Regina's storyline mm-hmm. on yeah, I Twitter. Know. I know. Wow. Yeah. And the one thing I will say is that, as we've discussed before, mm-hmm. the people who were not in on board with Regina before, I mm-hmm. believe, are not only on board, but yeah. on the train, happy to be there. Yeah. I think there are a lot of people that love Regina now that have never before ever right. loved Regina. Yeah. And I think that's a credit to this show. Mm-hmm. You can take somebody that is so mean and done so many bad things, all of a sudden people just really love her. Mm-hmm. And Rumpel, too, in, in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. credit to the show. I will continue. She's discussing here Captain Cobra, and they're talking about uh, Henry and Hook on the boat. Mm-hmm. And Hook clarifies that he offered to take Henry, that it wasn't a pawn off, right? Remember that, right, that line? Right, right. And additionally, he knows Emma so well that he tells Henry things he knows Emma would not only approve of, but genuinely be thankful for. Right. For instance, uh, Henry's not being interested in navigating the stars. He told him, he told him the truth about Bay's father's death. So he really is trying mm-hmm. to be a, um, and I, my, my note is this hook is trying to be a stepfather, Yeah. which is very, very, very difficult. Yeah. And it is, you know, probably the hardest job there is, aside from being a stepmother, because mm-hmm. you're not actually the mother. You're right. not actually the father. You're somebody who is taking the place of. And there's well, and I think there's there's different attitudes depending on how early the step parent is introduced into the child's life. Mm-hmm. For example, as a baby, they don't know anything other than the step parent, which, you know, makes it a little easier to kind of to form a bond with. Right. But when you get an older child who has a new step parent who maybe didn't know their parent before or had a really strong bond with the other parent that is now being, um, you know, there's a new version of that parent in their life. It makes it tough. You know what I mean? A 12-year-old kid having a new stepfather when he didn't even know his real father because right. he can't remember him, yep. that's that's a bit of a challenge. Being a step-parent is difficult. Yeah. I have I've had 
bad ones along the way. Yep. And I think what they tried to do was fill the father role, mm-hmm. which you can't really. Depends and on the situation, so but yeah, it's, for the most part, yeah. It's very, very, very difficult. And so I think he's trying to kind of find his place because I really think he cared about Bay a lot. And yeah. I, I think he wanted to take care of Bay. Yeah. And because he was a stepfather to Bay. Right. And that, that's what in, I'm in saying. Is, is he was a stepfather he, to he's Bay. trying to kind of find yeah. his place with Henry. He knows mm-hmm. he can't be exact. See, Henry's different than Bay. Right. Which means that Hook needs to kind of. Find a new place. Right. Because he was used to saying, here's a sextant. Let's look at the stars. I don't care about that. Ooh, okay. And let's mark, you know, navigation of the stars off the list. Let's see. What else can we, what else can we bond with? Mm-hmm. You know, fathers bonding with sons or stepfathers with sons. That's important. Yeah. If you don't have shared commonality, yeah. you know, and then you have the generation gap, it's really, really, really tough. Yeah. I mean, it's tough with parents. Right. But step parents, I think it's. Adds a whole other dimension. Far, far tougher. Yeah. And I also wanted to mention that time and respect can whitewash the truth about somebody. And and we're finding, you know, Emma's kind of wrestling with that is if we tell him only these things just to get him to like him, then we're not being honest because there are other parts of it. And, you know, there's this whole out of respect for the dead. We shouldn't say that. right? Right. Because maybe that person was a rat, you know, for whatever. And it, it's we're we're kind of seeing that here. Do you only tell the good things, or you just whatever? Mm-hmm. So. Yes. All right. We will move forward with Mai's email, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> says here, earning Emma's father's respect is immensely vital in terms of storytelling in refer in reference to Hook. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Hook and Henry have found a fatherly bond. And we can see that it's almost an old-fashioned kind of a thing mm-hmm. where he gets the father's approval mm-hmm. and then he gets the son's approval and really trying to kind of woo her, be, woo her but also fill that role. Yeah. And Which is actually appropriate because he, how would he know any other way? Right. He wouldn't know a more modern approach, which is just go for it and hope and pray for the best. We still have this kind of flirty hook, but yeah. but it's more of a noble sense now. Right. I know he that really, some people really loves her. Well, I know that some people would disagree, but that's what I think. No, I agree so. with you. I do agree with you. I, I think it's very interesting that they are being very smart about this and, you know, going the whole old fashioned route because, again, he is an old-fashioned character because right. he's way older than I mean, you know, any of us realize. Mm-hmm. So, and that he that makes sense. He shouldn't behave in a more modern fashion because he's not from this era. Well, he doesn't know what a GPS is either. All right, <laughs> Mai is discussing I think he knows now. Yeah, Mai is discussing Oz, mm-hmm. and she didn't realize that Walsh was the wizard. On the second watch, I noticed that it was his voice, and I was hitting myself for not noticing. We kept yeah. saying, we kind of said I the know same that thing. voice, I just don't yeah, know who it is. And is. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we should have put two and two I know. monkeys together, I and then know. there you go. I know. And you know what's funny is I almost thought they were going to introduce a whole new character. Right. Because they do that. That would have been nice. Home. That would have been really interesting. 
Yeah, that would have uh, been very, very interesting. But. A lot of people expected Jefferson to pop out, yeah. but we didn't hear anything. Unfortunately, even if you want to go totally no spoiler, yeah, the casting alert and the the mention of who's yeah. coming back, yeah, just you know they shot it from the mountaintops because there's nothing else really to talk about in entertainment except for anyway. We just better move on. Yeah. <clears throat> so, Zelina not turning green before she was discovered by Storybrooke. Right. I think it would have been interesting and more suspenseful for her to be in a tense conversation with somebody and have her begin to turn green. Mm -hmm. I think that would have been Mm -hmm. more interesting instead of somebody just saying, hey, it's Selena, that's it. It would have been very interesting and it would have been very telltale and she would have had to have destroyed whoever it was she was talking to. Right. But I think it's because she figured out how to control it. Yeah. All right. I will continue with my email. It's good for Regina to have somebody to confide in. And that's true. She's only had, quote unquote, one friend, mm-hmm. which was Catherine. Yeah. And the last person she really confided in that I can think of off the top of my head was Archie. Yeah, that's true. In season two, there was a really cool scene where they were kind of working together and mm-hmm. he, he was, you know, listening to her and asking her questions and I thought it was really nice. Yeah. But yeah. it's nice that Regina has somebody that not only knows her, knows about her, but really, you know, talks to her. Yep. So All right, I will continue here. I thought the letter was extremely interesting because while in that time it was about Zelina, now it was Rumpel, what Rumpel thinks of Regina. And I think that that letter is going to be a huge change between Rumpel and Regina. I think there's going to be a huge rift now. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Instead of this kind of mentor-mentee, it's going to be almost a versus kind of a deal. Yeah. So that's what I think. Yeah, it's a possibility that she could now <sighs> turn against Rumple in a way. And I, I don't know if it's that she's going to have that, you know, feeling of revenge or whatever, whatever. But I do think that um, she's definitely going to be very hurt. And maybe that'll maybe that'll be the catalyst that'll drive her even closer to um, Robin. It seems to be at this point. Yeah. And. And I think it could be even an outdo thing. Well, well. possibly. And it may even be the thing where, you know, she's going to confide in him, you know, that she she wants to, you know, hurt Rumple in some way once this is all over with. Once they get rid of Zelina, then what? Well, then now she turns her attentions to Rumple. If that's the case, Robin may be the one that's going to talk her off the tower, so to speak. Yeah. And it could be Robin as helps her to be more of a mother or more of a right which to me is kind of boring evil I, queen is now just mom or the, the yeah but wife. again you it's know kind of boring and maybe that not necessarily because she could end up being the mom but then what happens if something comes to threaten roland right or henry or both and that's and that's what i'm thinking i think zelina is going to goad her or kind of force her hand to do that that's what Maybe. I think. That's what I think. Selena's interested in just making sure she doesn't exist. So Right. All right. Uh, more of the email here. I think he used the events in his life 
to manipulate Zelina. We're talking about Rumple. Only it went incredibly sideways because he didn't realize Zelina would fixate on him so much. And he was kind of surprised, like, whoa, whoa, hey, hey. You know, it's like somebody teaching somebody else something. Mm-hmm. And then they fall in love, like, you know, you're, you know, falling in love with the teacher. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Hook doesn't have the Jolly Roger. You know what this means? It means he gave it up his ship for a way to find her, find a way to get to Emma. He gave up his home where Liam died and where Amila died, the last trace of his home to get Emma back to her home. Yep. That's a very real possibility. That's a, that is a very real possibility. And I wonder what went down. And it was a lot like Han Solo giving up the Millennium Falcon to Lando. Yeah. So. Well, it, may, it may just be still in New York Harbor for all we know. Well, I... Hidden. I, I agree. I agree with her. I think there's something more to it. Probably. You lose a ship that is very important to him. Yeah. Uh, something. Yeah. yeah, that's true. All right. Captain Swan at Granny's. Reference to Graham throwing the darts. Uh, notice how Emma has gotten much better at it. Yep. 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 Holy character development, Batman. For Hook to be the one to tell her not to get stuck in revenge, it means a lot. Talking to Emma. Yeah. 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 Yep. Revenge is a it's a trap. Yeah. It's a trap. All right. Yes, her, thank you, Admiral Akbar. Her quotes of a big floppy rubber hand. It's a trap. <laughs> we can't do that magnitude. Okay. So her favorite quotes, I'll just read a couple of them. Uh Rumpel, uh, every bit of it. He was family. Yeah. Killian, take it from me, vengeance is not the thing that's going to make you feel better. Yep. And Emma, I'm not an amateur. I'm the savior. So again, she. Yeah. Great quotes. She is fine and she is one with her savior. Yeah. She's role. owning it, which yep. is great. Finally. Finally. Oh, that's not what we want. We want this. I'm sorry. Played the wrong one. And now to present our next segment, here is. Ariel. Oh, the voice thing. Uh, I think what she's trying to say is, ouch, don't stab me with that fork. Ouch, dinglehopper. Okay, I just, I, what she's trying to say is, here are the voicemails. Ouch, I wasn't making fun of your situation. I, ouch, don't stab. Here are the voicemails. We'll be seeing Ariel tomorrow. We will indeed. Surprise, there is, as I've always said, podcast drive people to do crazy things. Hello, Jeff and Colleen. This is Brad calling in once again. I really enjoyed this episode. The Green Tornado, the Emerald City, and the Wizard's Palace were simply astounding. The set of the palace actually looked like it may have been built instead of CGI. I was impressed with the introduction of the wizard, and in my opinion, he was perfect. The fire, his voice, and the silhouette of his whole body was just wicked awesome. This past week, I've heard many people say that if another person dies that they love, they will stop watching altogether. Now, I feel that I'm emotionally invested in these characters as well, but the premise of the show is what intrigued me to start watching in the first place. If one of my favorite characters were to die, it would hurt, 
But at the same time, I would have faith that the writers who brought me Rumpelstiltskin, Emma, and the Evil Queen would be able to do so again. Also, if I quit watching a show every time a character died that I loved, I would have missed out on some great television. But guess what? Adam and Eddie had this planned. So what on earth is up their sleeve? I can't wait to see how all this comes together. Now, some may feel that there is no hope left, but don't throw in the towel just yet. The whole story has yet to be told. Now, usually backstories for a villain on this show make me feel sympathy for them. But I didn't feel a thing for Zelina. Sure, she had a rough life, but so have many others. I don't disagree that the way you were raised can affect the way you look at life or make it difficult to cope with things. But everything we do is based on choices we've made, and we alone are responsible for our own actions. The wizard gave her an opportunity to have a family when he told her about Regina. But instead of reaching out, she tried to kill her. Selena knows nothing of family, as Rumpel said, but part of that is her own fault. Selena wasn't a desperate soul like Rumpel or manipulated like Regina, but she did it without any help from anyone. Just her jealousy, envy, and rage controlled her because she let it. Before we can feel sorry for her, she turns into a self-entitled child who screams when she doesn't get what she wants. If evil is made, then Zelina made it herself. It wasn't about being abandoned that caused her to be wicked. It was the way she dealt with it. Emma and Neil were both abandoned as well, but they chose to express their emotions in a positive way. It was so refreshing to see Regina finally appreciating what she has because it's always been about revenge and power for her. The funny thing is, these good things around her have always existed. She just never took the time to see them. It reminds me of how we look at life sometimes. We're too busy complaining about everything that we fail to see the blessings right in front of us. Once Upon a Time has some great life lessons, and it's one of the things that keeps me coming back every week. This episode for me was an A+. So until next week, guys, take care. Thank, Thank you, you so much. I think that voicemail was an A+, Brad. Oh, very much so. Very much so. I agree. Totally, totally agree. And here's an interesting thing. I just, on a whim, you know, decided to look up the definition of wicked, right? Right. Because I wanted to see. Because they keep using it for Zelina. And I think it's very interesting that the etymology of the word wicked is an alliteration of wicca, which is wizard or sorcerer. Mm-hmm. Okay, yep. so that's very interesting. Um, and it's evil or mischievous by nature. So it, it is similar to evil, but it is not evil itself because it, evil is something different. But the etymology of the word wic- uh, wicked comes from the name for wizard or sorcerer, which she would be. Yes. So I just thought that was real interesting. And you know what tomorrow is? What? It's once or Sunday. <gasps> okay. That makes me. Yay. Yes. And by the way, the definition or the etymology of evil comes from, it's, I can't even pronounce any of these words, but it's Uh-oh. all old English and Dutch and mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff. And it basically literally means going over or beyond acceptable limits. Yes. So, interesting. I do, again, want to welcome all the new listeners. I hope you are enjoying our podcast. I would ask that you would follow us on Twitter or Facebook or drop by the blog and leave a comment on this. And however you got here, we're so thankful. I want to send big love out to everybody. 
big love is so much that you can't keep it all yourself. Take what you need and pass it on to someone who needs it, even if they don't need it. Mm -hmm. That's what it's about. So again, thanks so much for listening and spread the word. Tell other oncers about this podcast. It's so interesting that it's just you bump into all kinds of different people. And the more people I tell about the podcast, like, oh, I listened, I, I watch the show. I watch the show every week. So mm-hmm. you just never know who, you know, you might want to yeah. tell about our podcast. So thanks so much for that. Also, one more thing is please take our hobby survey. Whatever your hobbies are, whatever you're passionate about, I'd like to know about it. We don't need to know your name or your email address. Go to onceuponatimepodcast.com slash hobby survey, all one word. And if you go there, you can take our survey, and I want to get information on what you are passionate about. So until next time when we have our first thoughts about the Jolly Roger, mm-hmm. we will say goodbye, and we will talk to you soon. See you guys. Bye. Bye. Mates, thank you for joining us for the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast. This be a Roni's own media production. We want to hear from you. Our website be onceuponatimepodcast.com. Our email be feedback at onceuponatimepodcast.com. Our voicemail line be 657 333 0626. So tell other oncers that this be the place to be. Until we sail again, big love to you all, and we'll see you later. With me, good eye, of course. <laughs>